Hey, this is Kaylina Thomas. Welcome to the J. Margaret Weaver podcast. Thanks for joining me. Um, today we're going to talk about something that has really been on my mind for the past few weeks, and it is around feedback. Um, I think feedback is so important in um, really understanding where our strengths are, where our opportunities are, how do we improve, um, how can we be um, better spouses and parents and um, sons or daughters. Um, better in the workplace, better business owners, whatever it is, students, whatever it is we're endeavoring to do, there are so many different ways that we can go about learning from other people and their experiences and their wisdom. And that is one thing I just particularly enjoy, especially when I'm listening to podcasts or reading. Um, I've really gotten into listening to podcasts that unpack um, great performers and the things that really um, have contributed to their success. Um, reading biographies or autobiographies, learning from people throughout history. Um, I find that just fascinating. And even just really being kind of a, a very observant fly on the wall, trying to understand people. Um, I very much enjoy being the person that is just really taking in the room and understanding people and um, using that to try to improve my interactions with people or the relationships that I have with people, just trying to really understand them better. Um, but something that I think is so important, um, and I would, I think most people would agree with me, is giving and receiving feedback and um, really having that constructive, targeted feedback so that we can continue to improve. And so I think, you know, in many cases, most everyone would say, yes, that's important. Feedback is important, especially constructive feedback. But what do we really mean when we say that? Do we really want to hear all the things that we need to fix about ourselves? Are we really okay with that, of hearing all the negative things? Or do we maybe sometimes want, at least in my case, I'm very guilty of this, of hearing the positive things, like maybe throw in the bad thing, like you can do the feedback sandwich, right? Like you start off with positive you give that, eh, here's your opportunity, and then you close it with something else positive or a compliment. Um, and it's really nice. You get some of those positive comments and compliments, and um, you feel good about yourself. And yes, you've got the one thing to work on, but it's really kind of um, usurped by these positive comments. And especially when there's instances, I think for me personally, where I have really just put so much, not only time and effort, but um, diligence and detail, um, input, soliciting input from lots of people, like a work product that I, from my perspective, is really world-class or is um, the culmination of something that is not just my idea, but getting lots of different perspectives. And I have a high confidence that it is hitting the mark. I think to then hear negative feedback that is where um, I vividly remember this real disconnect of thinking I would get something positive, hearing the negative, and just being very dejected by it and not being able to really take and um, absorb what the person was saying and really sometimes get the value from it. And so um, I had to kind of come around from that and say, hey, I practice what I preach talking about how feedback is so important. Um, and it's very, just very top of mind. I've had a couple of these instances recently and, um, 
it's kind of had to take a couple days and say, okay, I really have to appreciate the honest feedback. It is helpful. I want that. Um, especially as a business owner, getting honest feedback is so important. I know that the people who are giving me that are the people who really care because they want to see me be successful because they want to help me fix something. Um, but I think, you know, like I said, I'm guilty of it just as much as maybe anyone where it's so nice to hear sometimes the affirmative or the uplifting things. It's great to get the positive vibes or, you know, whatever people are saying these days. Um, and so you know, being surrounded by that, that can be really nice, but at the same time, no one is that perfect. No one is that accomplished. And it makes me question when I am in that sort of situation does make me question, are these people being honest and are they being critical enough? Are they not wanting to tell me something? Are they nervous to tell me something? Um, are they just not holding me accountable enough? Um, what is it that's happening where I'm not getting some of this constructive feedback? So it is incredibly important. Um, and really um, is something that is from a research standpoint, and I'll get into this in a little bit, um, is what we need in order to be able to progress, whether that is advancing our careers and the research that I have is really from a professional setting. But if you think about the different roles you're playing, um, it's helpful to have feedback on how to be a better student or a better parent or a better better spouse, um, all of those things because then you are able to continually improve the way you're interacting with the people who are likely most important to you. Um, and so there's lots of benefits from getting feedback. Um, probably the person I have the hardest time sometimes taking feedback from, but who I know always gives me very honest feedback is my husband. Um, he is brutally honest. So I, I thankfully have that going for me. I always get very direct feedback from him. Um, so anyways, so really kind of digging in to this good feedback versus negative feedback. Um, there's been you know, different schools of thought around performance reviews and, um, you know, do you do like the GE nine box? Do you do a really simplistic performance review model? Do you do like a five point scale? Do you get away from performance reviews altogether because they're completely biased and subjective and there's no way to do that. And I think that, you know, I don't want to dig into too much into performance rating systems necessarily, but I think that having some way to objectively understand what expectations are and to be able to really be held accountable to giving constructive feedback at least once a year um, is, is really important because if we only get positive affirmations, if we only have someone telling us, all the wonderful things that we do or how great everything is, then yes, it can be very motivating, especially when you're in the middle of an adversarial situation or very challenging situation. It can connect you with people. It can make you feel really good and um, really help um, if you're trying to build loyalty um, with an organization. But to also have those people who you trust intrinsically who can give you honest feedback and they're doing it because they care about you and they care about, you know, whether that's the relationship, the business, whatever, um, that is, is so important. And I think we intrinsically suspect that it is important to hear honest feedback because, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we can't possibly be the masters of everything. We can't know everything. 
um, you know, we're never going to become an expert in a couple weeks or months. Um, some things take years to master. You think about people that go to school for, let's say, neurosurgery. You, you're talking years and years of education and residency and training and um, and then you're just starting your career. And so there's there's even things where it is so complicated, it might take a lifetime to learn it. And I think just reframing our mindset that we're not going to know everything at 22 or even at 35 or at 55 or 65 um, can, can make kind of swallowing the pill of um, here's some constructive feedback a little easier. Um, that said, I was it, I was surprised, but pleasantly surprised, to see um, some research that came out of um, Harvard Business Review. So in a 2014 study, um, 92% of people said they thought their performance would improve if their managers would appropriately deliver corrective feedback. And the study found that people don't just want to be patted on the back and told, good job, they want the truth. Um, they want to know, how can I be better? What can I change or improve? And in that same study, 57% of people preferred corrective feedback to just praise and recognition or positive feedback and um, really cited that in order to actively improve, feedback helps to give them a direction to get there. And um, the study also noted this was interesting that receiving constructive feedback is really the biggest challenge. Because most managers or most people who in this study would be giving feedback indicated that um, they do not, in fact, enjoy sharing this type of feedback, which is understandable. Um, it can be very challenging to bring something forward to someone, something that you feel like you're going to maybe make them upset or argumentative or defensive. And um, that is understandably can be very challenging. So, if, But if feedback is so critical to success, how can you solicit it or share more of it, especially negative or more constructive feedback? Um, so I want to share a couple tips and ideas on how to get this started, whether you are trying to get more feedback or whether you have some feedback to share with someone. Um, and while I am not necessarily um, the master of this, again, I, like everyone, have a long ways to go. Um, I have seen profound changes for me personally um, with receiving constructive or critical feedback. It's been so beneficial. And the times that I've also shared that, I think in in every case, it has strengthened the relationship that I have with the person, um, whether it's solicited or unsolicited constructive feedback. Um, I've never had, you know, kind of the uh, worst case scenario, the person just falls apart or is argumentative and is defensive, um, people really do appreciate this, especially if you tee it up correctly. So let's start with that. Let's start with some tips for sharing negative feedback. Um, I think the first thing that's important before you even go into having a conversation with someone, whether that person reports to you or maybe um, it's with someone you just have a relationship with or maybe it's someone you're working with but they don't necessarily report to you, um, as much as you can, really setting expectations in the relationship. And that could be in a marriage again or with your kids. It could be in a work setting. I think especially at work, um, it's very important to be clear on what those particular performance objectives are. What does success look like? So 
in a workplace setting, for example, you're probably going to have very quantifiable goals or metrics or KPIs that that person needs to hit. You would have some sort of performance standards, um, things that are expected behaviors, even if that's things like showing up on time um, or showing up to meetings prepared. You have an agenda. Um, it's you know, here's your particular sales goal for the quarter. Here is your productivity goal. Um, any of those things, letting people know and having them, having them be really clear so they know what goals they need to hit. Um, transparency is huge. And so if you establish those clear processes, ways of doing business, behaviors, habits, routines, characteristics, all of those things, especially in the workplace, I have found that that really minimizes some of the conversations where you think in your mind, this seems so weird. Like I have to go to this person and give them feedback on something that seems so straightforward or so basic. Why should I have to do that? I feel almost patronizing um, or I don't want to catch them off guard. Um, I'm concerned that they're going to be surprised and that I haven't really communicated my expectations. So can I hold them accountable? So I'd say first step is just really understanding what your expectations are and communicating those often with people, being very thoughtful in how you're communicating them, being very clear and very direct. Um, sometimes people get nervous communicating expectations and so they're very wishy-washy or they're kind of they kind of skirt around the issue. I'd say just be as direct as possible so people know exactly what you mean or what you're what you're saying. And then if you still have to give some sort of corrective feedback, which you will, um, again, no one is perfect. And sometimes people misinterpret things. Sometimes people are new to the workplace. There's all sorts of reasons. They're new to a job. It's something different. It's a different company. Um, I think really starting with just giving people some grace. And there are such wonderful ways of leading into conversations that people have done with me that I've tried to emulate in conversations where um, you can tee up, you know, here's some context or here's what I'm observing. Can you, and asking some questions, can you help me understand why you're doing this? Can you help me understand? Um, I noticed this, like, why is that happening? Or can you share a little bit more about what's going on here? Um, I had someone years and years ago, he was, it was his first job and um, he was going, so we need to have a question for someone in the office um, typically our, our culture, just kind of protocol, it was, um, a corporate office environment was you might send someone an email, you might set an appointment with them. Um, maybe you give them a phone call, just kind of depended on the nature of the relationship. And I think most of the time people, as they work together, they kind of figure out, um, what's the best way to communicate. This person though, um, decided that he just wanted to go and wait at this person's desk. For them to be available and even if they were talking to someone else um, at the moment he would almost like form a line and wait and thinking that that was just like a cultural norm that's what you were supposed to do i think maybe coming out of college that was something you like waited in line outside your professor's office and so maybe i think in his mind um and as we talked it was something that kind of came up he's like yeah i mean that's just kind of what we did in school and um you know, just, just a very different thing. And so the person came to me and said, Hey, this is just a little uncomfortable of what they're doing. Um, and could you talk to him? And again, very just 
gracious conversation where it did feel kind of silly. Like, why are you standing and waiting and well, this person's talking? But at the same time, um, really understanding from his perspective that, that he thought that was completely normal and very appropriate and appreciated hearing that, you know, that was not something that you would want to do and that there was a different way to, to take his communication. Second thing is um, to maybe give some context. So um, is there a theme? Is there kind of an underlying thought process? Um, this I found works really well, especially when you are working on some sort of work product or work deliverable. So if you are changing something, why are you changing it? Whether it's really nitpicky things like, um, oh, you know, always having the same number of decimal points. Like that was a big thing. Um, coming from Big Four Consulting, it was to just have really consistent formatting and everything. So if you always used two decimal points um, on one slide, you had to use it throughout. Or in an Excel document, you used it throughout. And that was really to, for two reasons. One, it was to show attention to detail that we looked at everything in that level of detail. And so the client could be really confident that we, um, you had a strong level of review and scrutiny on everything that we were doing down to the decimal point. Um, and that um, just from a, a visual standpoint, everything lined up correctly. Um, when someone was looking at it, it was visually easier to see if everything um, just had the same number of decimal points, the justification was easier to see, those sorts of things. Um, and so just having that context, it made me then think, okay, well, what are other things that I can do to show that I am detail-oriented? What are other things that would make presentations or deliverables more visually appealing for clients? And so understanding that context rather than, well, there's just a rule, you should just always have two decimal points or always the same number of decimal points. Um, it it just wasn't as mean. It wouldn't have been as meaningful. So having that context um, and just seeing it as a learning opportunity, very helpful. Um, and then being really specific. So I think if you're sometimes you have feedback and you don't necessarily have the best specific examples, I think it's still great to share it. But the more specific you can be, hey, here's when I observed this. Here's the meeting or the date and time. Trying to bring um, feedback to someone as quickly as possible so that it's fresh in their minds as well and they're not just trying to think back on a scenario that happened a month or two ago um, and i think just gives you credibility when you're really specific about um, something you've seen the when and the where and the how and in general um really working on building just a long-term trust and open communication with the person so that you're able to share that back and forth and for that person to um, be very comfortable knowing that you're when you bring something to them, you're doing it because you care about them. Um, you trust that they, you trust them, they can trust you and you're really doing it because you're, you're looking out for their best interests. So I think just continuing to invest from a trust standpoint, continuing to invest in that relationship. Um, and that can also mean celebrating wins. Um, not so much the, oh my gosh, you're just amazing all the time types of things. The, um, the compliments that we know really aren't the genuine compliments, but when the person truly does something that is noteworthy or a team or a team they're leading or part of, um, being able to celebrate those wins and calling those out, um, that I think is just fantastic and um, a lot of times overlooked, especially that the more senior you get, 
um, you don't often, often hear that. So I think that's just really important to, to also make sure that you're sharing with people. Um, so jumping to receiving feedback. So what are some ways, um, these are some ways I have found helpful to receive feedback better to whether that is hearing feedback that I'm not wild about and really trying to understand it or, um, things that I've seen other people do really well in conversations with them that, I've tried to adopt myself. Um, the first is just kind of mentally reframing um, what the person is saying. So you, I guess remembering, and I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times, that when someone gives you real feedback, it means that they care enough about you to share a tough message because it is tough for almost everyone to bring something to someone that is constructive. No one likes doing that. And to have to kind of muster up and spend the time preparing. It can take a lot of time to prepare. And then the energy that it takes, all of that, um, it really is someone who cares a lot about you to spend the time observing you, gathering feedback, bring, preparing some notes, um, bringing that to you. It's, it is, it is um, very time consuming and is something that really indicates that person cares about you, that they they want to give you this message and this coaching and they trust you that it's not going to damage the relationship. So thinking about just that as a positive, um, I think is helpful to reframe it, that um, they're not doing it because they want to tear you down. They're not doing it out of spite, but they're really doing it because you already have a solid relationship there um, can help. Um, I think even some of the the top, hearing the toughest feedback, um, I think that can just really help that. Um, next thing is to take notes um, during the conversation. Ask a lot of questions. You know, be very calm. Don't be defensive. Um, but ask some questions for context. Ask for specific examples if you're not getting any. Um, maybe throw out some hypotheticals, like if they said, "Hey, here's what you did," and it came across this way, you could say, okay, well, what would you suggest? Or if I did it this way, would that be better? Just trying to get as much information as possible and ask as many questions as possible so that you get the full value out of that conversation, that you are really clear on what feedback the person's giving you, what you want to do moving forward, um, and have just, you're arming yourself with as much information as possible. And then take some time to just reflect and think about that scenario. Think about other scenarios where something similar might come up. How are you going to use that feedback? How um, might you make it more of a habit if you're trying to change a particular behavior? Um, What are some ways if you're trying to just change something in how you work, a work process or something like that? What are reminders you can um, give yourself so that it just becomes very easy? Um, Those sorts of things. So you know, maybe that is the way that you are formatting something. Are there some easy ways that you can put a reminder in all of your documents or have put a sticky note on your computer or some, you just something like that. Um, have a, a checklist that when you're reviewing something, you're always going to go through these things in your checklist to double check accuracy. Um, if, you know, you're constantly running late and prepared, what are systems and processes you're going to set up so that you are on time and very prepared for meetings? Does that look like preparing the week before? Does that look like creating agendas? Does that look like um, taking better notes? Does it look like having a better day planner? Just finding solutions for those things that make it easy 
because we're all always going to have things that don't come as easy or as natural for us. And so how can we make those the things that kind of run on autopilot or a little easier? So that those are things that just may be, may be helpful as you are trying to implement some feedback that you're getting. Um, just to wrap up, I would say the one of the, the biggest blessings that I have had in my life is just having a really strong group of people who I know will give me honest feedback, who um, I think trust me enough that they feel like they could be honest, who I trust, who you know, at times um, the feedback has come across very direct, very harsh. Um, my husband's probably the number one person. Matthew, if you're listening to this, sorry, you are. Um, but I appreciate it because I always know where I stand and I've learned that it has nothing to do with his opinion of me, but he really wants to share that honest feedback. And I have learned so much from him and just how comfortable he is sharing very to the point, timely feedback with me. Um, and I have learned to be much more comfortable sharing that with him. It's made our marriage a whole lot better. Um, and I've been able to apply that in lots of different scenarios, especially in the workplace. So um, really, especially if you are part of a team or you're leading a team, um, cultivating those relationships, cultivating trust where you are making um, the giving and receiving of feedback a habit, um, I think can really go a long way in just ingraining this into the culture you're trying to create um, and uh, make it something where it's giving and receiving feedback, whether it's positive or constructive, very expected. And um, just making everyone that you are working with all the better for it. So thank you so much. I hope you enjoy um, this feedback. I hope that this is helpful as you are thinking about maybe conversation you're going to have with someone or some feedback that you are going to ask someone. Um, if you find that you're not getting much feedback from people and you really want to increase that, um, that is something, like I said, that came up in this research that was very common. I would encourage you to um, find a couple people who you could ask and maybe give them some space to prepare, like hold them accountable to meeting at some point, but give them some space, tell them you really want some feedback, maybe give them some prompts or some questions like, you know, what are things I should start, stop and continue? Or um, what are what are some things you're observing, like strengths and opportunities, weaknesses, threats? You could do like a SWOT analysis. You might bring them some of your own personal observations that they could react to. Um, again, sometimes that can make it a little easier. Um, but I would say finding and, and finding some people that um, you can really start to solicit feedback from if you're not getting it, um, I would really encourage you to, to do that as well. So have an awesome week and hope this was very edifying and helpful for you. Thanks. Talk to you next time.